Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. Ahoy, I'm the comic book hunter, but just call me Hunter. And we're joined by a special guest from the comic book Instagram community, Real World, Real World of Flash, a.k.a. Eunice. Welcome, Eunice. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. What's up, guys? And uh, since we have Eunice on, we'll be talking about uh, uh, Season 5, Episode 1 of uh, CW The Flash, which came out this Tuesday. I actually just watched it uh, this afternoon on the CW app, which is very handy in case you ever miss an episode because they have like every episode like the day after. So shout out to the CW app. Um, but anyway, so Season 5, Episode 1 came out of The Flash, and um, it was surprisingly pretty good. Um, we got a lot of Barry and Nora, which was fun. Um, a lot of references, like a, a million Easter eggs. It was hard to keep up with them. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was just some great chemistry, some great comic moments. Uh, it feels very different from the CW Flash that we're used to. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Last season. season one and two are great. Season three is okay. Season four, I didn't really like it all. But this was like a really good step up from season four, which in my opinion, and I'm sure many others are were disappointed by season four. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, this season really felt like it's, like, it really gave me a lot of season one vibes, and that's what I liked about it, because season one, in my opinion, is probably its best season. For sure, for sure. Story-wise, yeah. So, I, I think everything about this episode is really good, especially when you compare it to last season, it literally made it look like a child's play, so I, I really dug this episode. Yeah. The way I work with CW The Flash, and I've, like, fallen off, and I've fallen... Like, season one, I loved. I, I That made me absolutely love, like, live-action Flash. I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, Reverse Flash was the perfect villain. Season two, I liked, but I just... I did not like how much they changed Zoom. Like, he was interesting, but he was also a generic villain at the same time, you know? Very Maybe it's just because I love yeah. comic book Zoom so much. But, like, just the whole, like, oh, I want to destroy the multiverse, blah, blah, blah. I don't want your speed. Like, I don't know. It <laughs> felt like it's been done before, you know? And then season three was very disappointing, you know? Uh, <laughs> they just Savitar Barry. <laughs> I, I wish they would have, like, went, like, either the Savitar route or the Future Flash route. Like, I feel like combining them was a mistake. Yeah. I think Future Flash I don't, actually might have worked. Also, making Flashpoint only three episodes, I think, very... Oh, the yeah. amount of storylines that were wasted in season three was ridiculous. You could have had Savitar as a future season villain, future Flash. You could have had Flashpoint. There were just so many storylines that were wasted in this season, and that's one of the main reasons why I didn't like it. And it sucks because they teased Flashpoint for so long, and Flashpoint even started off really good. Like, that first Flashpoint episode was awesome with, like, Eobard yeah. in the cage yelling, who's the villain now, Flash. That's amazing, yeah. but it didn't last. Really, really, any yeah. moment with uh, Matt Leshner as uh, Reverse Flash is amazing. I mean, he's such a good actor. I wish they would have him on more. Yeah, I mean, he, he's in Narcos now. He's actually like a, he's. I think he's a season regular right now. And oh, really? Good. I didn't know yeah. that. Interesting. He's a, he's a good actor. And uh, <clears throat> Flashpoint, like we said, was wasted. Uh, Future Flash was wasted. Savitar was wasted. It, it was just like thrown all the way. And then season four, I was like, all right, hopefully we get a good rebound. Season four felt a lot like uh, season four of Arrow, where we had an annoying love interest, a villain who just wasn't interesting. <laughs> you know, like Iris just really took a downhill. Like, you know, they made her no longer a journalist. She was just like the leader of Team Flash, which was like having everybody scratch their heads like, huh? Yeah. I know I'm about to compare this from like one episode to an entire season, but what did you guys think of Iris in the latest episode, season five, compared to all season four? She was so much better for some reason, and that <laughs> I don't know like what what they did, but like they they actually didn't make her annoying like they like she was last season. I mean, last season she just 
she was just very nagging for some reason. Yeah. I feel like she just like she she screamed at Barry for basically leaving her standing there alone. That's her words, not mine, because he had to <laughs> save the world. And this season, like even though she was pretty jealous of Nora having a relationship with Barry, she was very supportive of how you know how Barry should treat her and how she should stay instead of trying to push her away because he basically changed so many things to save Iris so why can't he change this one thing for Nora yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was pleasantly surprised with Iris in this episode because like they were setting her up to be like the nagging like no Nora's gotta leave like you know <laughs> that's what I was expecting so then when she was like no like why can't she stay you know you've done this before you know your experience more with like this whole time travel stuff or like you know going to different times like I was like wow this is I can get used to this kind of Iris she was supportive <laughs> she was not like annoying she was like kind of going with the flow. She felt like a natural love interest, and that's just all I want. Yeah, yeah. it was way better. Uh, what about Nora herself? So Nora is basically Bart in a way. <laughs> she's, she's she's Bart, she's, Jenny, and um, Dawn, uh, Alan, all mixed into one. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Which is good and bad, maybe. I, I I mean, listen. A lot of us Flash fans wanted Bart Allen on for the longest time. You know, we we always saw like these uh, storylines where we could have been like, oh, Bart could fit in here. You know, he could be the guy who comes from the future and gets stuck in the past and has to help Team Flash. But mm-hmm. now they're doing that with you know uh, Nora and. I'm not always the biggest fan when they mix a few characters into one, but so far it looks like it's being handled well. And I don't think we're, we're really ruling out uh, Bart for the future. I mean, she already re- referenced uh, somebody from the Legion of Superheroes, you know. So if she's oh, referencing yeah. uh, uh, Lightning Lad, Lad. yeah, I, I would I wouldn't pass put it past them to make a Bart reference at some point this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I could definitely yeah. see it. Well, Nora's still like in her twenties, maybe. I, I'm I would say she's probably a little. She looks like she's older than uh, Grant and Candace. Does she? she? No, I mean the actress is older. She's like thirty-five. The actress, which oh is crazy. Gosh. She looks like she's twenty. Yeah, I did but, not know she was that old. Yeah, but yeah, she's older. Still, I don't think Bart would exist where she's from yet, unless she travels to the future mm-hmm. at one point. I mean, it, it would be interesting if like she has her team Flash in the future, and obviously the future is going to be changing now because of you know her staying back in the uh, past. So, you know, if she had her own team Flash made up of like her. Bart Allen, like you could use really any speedster that appeared in the Chain Lightning arc. You know, anybody in the future, different centuries of flashes. Uh, it could be really cool. Mm-hmm. You can make like uh, whoever Jay Garrick's pro- protege is, the female. You know, you can make something related to that. I don't know. Th- this has a lot of potential, and I hate to say like, oh, the show has potential, but like, it has potential, and I, I'm getting excited. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I wasn't planning on watching this season to be honest, but I think I will continue. Uh, not really because like, oh, this is going to be amazing, but more I'm just, I'm really curious where it's going to go. I know mm-hmm. like Eunice, for, you have to watch it because it's like your job, but <laughs> you miss an episode well, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> I'm way too far over my head now. I'm way too deep into it to just leave. Definitely. But uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, of Bart, my, I had, well, somebody gave me this theory, a friend of mine. Well, you guys remember how Nora Allen nor, uh, Iris gave Nora the name Excess because she's always does things in excess. Yeah. What yeah. if her son Bart always does things out of impulse? And my friend, I don't know how he came up with that, but it was just a really cool theory. So if they were to ever do that, that would be very clever that to have would, Bart yeah. be Nora's son. That would yeah, make it, sense. it would be a lot like a lot like how uh, Bart got his name in the comics because he was so impulsive. So that would be a cool nod was to the comics. Batman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Batman yeah. gave him the name, which is yeah. very interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe Batwoman will give him the name. Or oh, I was thinking Green Arrow. To... Well, we're getting Batwoman. Batwoman's <laughs> just, name was mentioned just, in just, the newspaper the as newspaper, well. Newspaper, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that should be interesting. So they've been playing Batwoman for a while now. Uh, the newspaper. So this is kind of reminds me, if we talk about that for a bit, kind of reminds yeah. me of real life, how Barry Allen did disappear for like over 25 years or something. Crisis, yeah. 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 So, and he's disappeared I, for like over 25 years now. So it makes sense in a way. Yeah. I wonder if the CW is trying to build a crisis on Infinite Earths. I had like this whole like crazy theory that like, because I think Hunter posted about this the other day, like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, uh, the Titans, Robin, CW's Batwoman, and then uh, DCU's Batfleck. And he uh, was like, oh, too bad they'll never meet. And I was like, da, 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 until crisis on Infinite Earths. And I was like, I had this crazy theory that uh, the CW is building up to that and they're all going to connect one day. It'll never come true. But like a boy could dream, right? <laughs> you could dream, but it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it would be interesting to see them adapt crisis on infinite earths i don't think they can do it obviously to the extent but i mean crisis on earth x was handled fairly well so maybe, maybe they could build up to it eventually it was handled well but it's also like it's a cw budget i don't think they could afford ben affleck in full bat suit yeah after, just I after mean, rehab to yeah <laughs> i mean you know i think I think Eunice posted about this. The Anti Monitor's like brother or something like that. They're going to be having as a villain on uh, the CW crossover this well, year, right? Yeah, I still have yet to like find out whether or not he's a villain because even the actor himself said, "Will he be a villain or will he be a hero?" Or I don't know. In the comics, the Monitor is his name. He's just an antagonist to Anti Monitor. We don't know if he's like a villain or not. He's just an antagonist to his brother he doesn't like his brother at all so we don't know anything about that yet okay interesting, mm, interesting. Uh, like i feel like they might be building up the anti-monitor and i mean anti-monitor of course you know that's how the uh, barry allen died in comics so if they would mm-hmm. adapt that on the cw it could be potentially interesting and that's what i always got to say with the cw mm-hmm. it could be potentially interesting i mean i've seen them mishandle things i've seen them do things well so but that's the thing with the cw so much potential sometimes most of the times it falls flat I mean, that could be like any, you know, live action superheroes. I mean, I always say that about the DCU and, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, it had so much potential and it just fell so short. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it's interesting that The Flash might be taking a CW like journey because, you know, Arrow season one and two were so great. Three and four were very big disappointments. And then five was like their rebound year. So yeah. everybody's curious, will The Flash be taking the same route? And I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. yeah, especially I feel like if he his suit gets a bit of an upgrade, like I I think his suit's near perfect right now. It just it's needs the cowl. Boots. The cowl needs a little bit of work. It, it needs maybe cover the cheeks a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe like better ear wings instead of like just the logo again. I don't know why they're sticking with the bolts for some reason. Like they could just give it the ear wings right there, but I yeah. guess they're trying to stay <laughs> stick with the bolts. Like doesn't Wally have a bit of ear wings? In a way. You know, he does have them. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and it looks good. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, let's just give Barry his logo, but on the side <laughs> of his face. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right, so so let's talk about this um, villain. Uh, the villain they picked this year is who was, you know, in like two issues of Jeff John's Flash run. And even though he was like a pretty, you know, decently cool villain, he's, you know, a two issue and a half villain. So it's kind of interesting that they'll, that they'll give him his own season. Society and the way he works. something. Right. Everybody's got a different pronunciation, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's actually cicada. cicada, not Cicada. It's Cicada. Oh, okay. Cicada oh, sounds like... way better. So, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I'm interested how they're going to do that. I mean, in the comics, you know, he just 
wants you know he's obsessed with the flash he's got like this whole cult you know and he's obsessed with the flash because he feels like they were both born of lightning and that that's like interesting but it doesn't last very long because obviously it's only like two issues but um in the cw it looks like he's gonna want to like hate all metahumans and that he wants to kill all metahumans is what i'm kind of picking up from them well yeah if you see if you saw like the trailer for comic Con, you'd see that in his house there was just a bunch of dolls and like a bunch of clothes on the floor and that belonged to his family so his family was torn apart by metahumans and now his goal his main goal is to like just rid them rid the world of metahumans okay it, it sounds cool. like it could end up being cliche but it could also be handled yeah. well it, it depends on what kind of villain writing we get do we get thinker type writing or do we get reverse flash type writing yeah it all depends on the writing it's very cliche it's been done before but it could be done well. Like I think it's better than Thinker's goal, which was I'm gonna yeah. be smart and during <laughs> my gonna be dumb. <laughs> yep, that was his goal. And by the time it's happening, I'm gonna also get a little bit angry and stuff. Like this Sikadi, <laughs> blah blah blah. He actually has like a main focus, and they could really pull that off for the whole season if he just continues with his goal of killing all metahumans. So it's yeah. at least like a a big goal that could last. Yeah, it it could be handled well, and I hope it is. It's just like sometimes stretching those villains across the whole season doesn't seem to work for the CW. Like, I mean, we end up getting a lot of filler episodes, which is always the biggest struggle watching any CW show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The but, thing um, with this season, there was a rumor saying if the if, Cic- if Cicada doesn't get like well reception by the mid season finale, they'll like end his story arc and bring back Eobarthon. Oh snap! I've been waiting origin i mean i wouldn't even be mad if they adapted like running scared because i know it like kind of gets hate but like it's not a bad origin i don't i don't hate it no uh, i don't hate the story at all it's just that one scene that we the all one panel of course yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty the bad. only time you'll spend with me <laughs> <laughs> it's bad but but like if they could like even like mix some of his origins because eobard's you know had plenty of origins over the years if they could yeah. do something like return of barry allen style where like he finds out he's a villain in the future and that's what like drives him mad or, like, if you do something like Flashpoint, like, where he's obsessed with the... Like, you gotta do some kind of obsession with the Flash. And now that Nora brought up the Flash Museum and, like, all the information it had, it would be easy to set up Eobard being, you know, obsessed, you know, in the Flash Museum. I mean, in the 2010 Flash series, he is, like, the tour guide at the Flash Museum, and they know him as Professor Zoom yeah. because he knows the most about the Flash. So it would be really interesting. And if they called him Professor Zoom, I'd actually, like, nut. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I don't know how it makes sense. That's the thing. I I hated that they just used him as reverse. I wish they actually used the term like reverse flash for Zoom as well, because so like they could be like, oh, Zoom is a reverse flash. Eobard is a reverse flash. Savitar is a reverse. Flash. I wish they did something like that, but yeah. I don't know how else they do it. Yeah, well, I mean, they they wasted the first reverse flash in the rival, unfortunately. Oh, the worst, yeah. the worst, oh, the worst suit, the worst. Oh, that suit was so bad. You don't acknowledge that. Come on, Jake. <laughs> it, it, it was so bad. But, like, it, it would be interesting uh, if they went with Eobard. I wouldn't even mind if CW did that with Flash. Like, half the season is this villain, half the season is that villain. And I'm still waiting for the day they'll give me the rogues. But, unfortunately, Captain, the actor who plays Captain Cold, uh, Wentworth Miller, is done with that, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. He was the perfect casting like honestly the perfect casting definitely the perfect casting but i mean this season they are going to introduce a different version of the rogues and i just don't know why don't why they don't introduce the renegades since nora is literally with time now it yeah renegades is actually kind of set up now 
Yeah, I don't know why. Bringing in, like, Commander Cold and stuff. And Commander Cold's here's, like, huge in the comics right now, so he's getting more popularity. I'm loving him. He's probably one of the best parts of the comics recently. Oh, most definitely. I think he's handled really well. And, like, I've been saying this literally since 2010. He looks just like Barry. The blonde hair, the facial structure. If he was, like, if he was, like, some kind of, like, offspring, like, maybe he's, like, some kind of clone made up of half of Captain Cold's DNA, half of Barry Allen's DNA. (laughs) Oof. Oh, man, I got to get Joshua Williamson back on here and tell him all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Story pitch. I I wish I had the opportunity to meet him and Tom King, and the line was just way too long. I couldn't wait. Oh, yeah, you were at New York Comic Con. That's right. Yeah, I was at New York Comic Con. I I was really just trying to meet Tom King and just talk to him about Wally and whatnot. (laughs) How could you? I'm I'm, I'm so interested what King has to say about that, and um, I'd love to get him on the podcast, actually, just to pick his brain, because he's had some controversial-ass comics lately. Batman 50, The Wedding. Batman number 55, Nightwing getting sniped, and then oh. Heroes in Crisis number one. I mean, jeez, this, this dude is, you know, <laughs> he, he's been in a lot, a lot of hot water lately, but I'd like to and pick I his don't name. think it's him, because his writing is actually really, really, really good, but I just think the, the higher-ups are just in need of, like, they just really want shock effect for some freaking reason. So, like, they just bring Tom King in and, like, okay, no, Catwoman will not get married to Batman. <laughs> no. Dick is now Rick, and now Wally <laughs> and Roy is gonna die. Like I don't, I don't understand why, but they're just in need of shock effect, and I think they're just putting that the heat all on Tom King for some reason. Apparently, Tom King's goal is to make Batman like just so depressed by Batman seventy five, and so he's just like killing off all these characters and ruining everyone around him to do that. So, Maybe yeah. he becomes so depressed he becomes Frank Miller's Batman. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that, he becomes the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would that would definitely be interesting. Uh, but just anyway, back to the uh, season five episode one, real quick. Um, so, what did everybody think of that plane scene? I mean, that's got to be the highlight of the episode, right? Yeah, it is the highlight of the episode oh, for sure. Gosh. It's New Fifty Two, <clears throat> Francis Monopoly's New Fifty Two run issue one, but three the, issue three. No, oh, issue three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, just, I don't know why they called the airplane Fifty Two O Three. Yeah, that, yeah. that would have been sick, actually. Fifty-two oh three. Yeah, but that was, I mean, by far the best scene. And for a second, when he was like, "Oh, the two of us can't do it," I thought he was just talking about him in excess. I was like, "Are they really not going to take along Wally?" Man, they really hate him. <laughs> I'm glad Wally got <laughs> like a moment bad. this season. <laughs> Even though it was like, like yeah. he didn't really talk on the plane too. He kind of like punched someone and then just went to work. <laughs> yeah, but but the callback to Eobard Wells, I mean, that was just amazing. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, really, any scene with Kavanaugh Wells, uh, Kavanaugh uh, Eobard is amazing. I mean, I just love the way he like talks. It's like so demeaning, but yeah, like so inspiring at the same time. Like it's honestly perfect. It so is, yeah. like just just to see him and Barry like kind of having the same pep talk, and like it, it just shows that like Barry really looked up to him as a mentor, like a father, really. I mean, so to see that he still like you know remembers all the highlights of what he said, it, it's interesting. It's it's really good, and even, like, the moment alone where they're phasing through and, like, Barry kind of, like, he was so confident and calm, which is who Barry Allen should be, you know? It's so weird how different this Barry is and the comic Barry is, like, for, especially recently, like, in Bettis' run, how they're so different. Like, comic Barry kind of acts more like Wally nowadays, while uh, CW Barry acts more serious, which is what I want Barry to be, but he's still not fully Barry yet, 
So there are two. He's, like, he's getting there, and I and this this episode was like a definitely a big part of that. Uh, and I think him becoming like a real mentor again, like he should have been this mentor to Wally, but him becoming a mentor to you know Nora is I think definitely going to help him kind of be the mature Barry Allen that like I think everybody loves from the comics. Like uh, his post death appearances are something that I always speak so highly of because like I don't know I just always thought they were written well. I mean, granted they were written by Mark Wade and Jeff Johns, so you can't really go wrong. But like. You know, just the way he was written so maturely and so heroic. I want that to be on the CW, you know? Me too, yeah, for sure. It's great. Yeah, I think he'll mature as he progresses and as he ages. Yeah, and that's that's definitely something that we all want to see. I mean, you know, mature Barry is the best Barry. And obviously he'll have moments where, you know, he can be comical. I mean, that's really the perfect way to write Barry Allen. I always saw it like the 2010 Flash series by Jeff Johns, the uh, brightest day before Flashpoint, was written so well because they really had that perfect balance of Barry Allen. And that's something that I hope the CW can incorporate. Yeah, I agree. And like CW Barry, he's it's taken a while, but he's getting really good, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to rate the episode, uh, cause we usually rate things out of 10 here. I'm going to rate it like in 8.5. I, there were a lot of things I liked. There were a lot of things that worked. Um, I wish there was more focus on obviously the flash, but obviously you have so many side characters. You can't just like ignore them completely. Um, Cecile is kind of not relevant <laughs> anymore. Like the whole powers thing. I'm like, are they still going with this? Okay. Um, Sure. Yeah, her and Joe were a little, or what's the word I'm looking for? We're just not there this this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I fear Joe's going to be killed off the way they're kind of writing him lately, like how he's kind of been like, you know, like not really mm-hmm. big on the show anymore. I, I feel like he's yeah. you know, biting the dust this season. Hope not, but. Barry's going to lose, what, three father figures now? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Jay Garrick's gonna have to come on full time, which actually I wouldn't mind. I would love Jay Garrick on full time, but I guess uh, John Wesley Ship is pretty busy. Nah. Mm-hmm. I would not. Gonna... Uh, John Wesley is so down to do it. I'm telling you, really? he's down. To do it. He is definitely down. He's 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 down to do it. Trust me. He w- he would be awesome as a season regular because I think Jay Garrick and Barry Allen's dynamic is something that could be very special. And obviously, since he looks just like Henry Allen, that you know brings something else. So if they kill off Joe, I'd definitely be for bringing Jay full time, just as a father figure. And then don't kill off Jay. <laughs> Please don't kill off Jay. <laughs> and then bring the real rival from like Earth Three. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, that would be sick. I'm gonna give the episode just an eight. Like I liked it probably just as much as you. It's just. I don't have an Instagram account with the name Flash in it, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not as big as a fan as you. I, I love the Flash. Wally's like my second favorite superhero, but I'm going to give it an 8. Fair enough. That's a solid, a solid grade. Uh, for me, I'd give it a 9, 9.5, just because my name has Flash in it. So. <laughs> That's the only reason. I mean, it, it was definitely like a huge, like, I think that was better than any episode in season four. And I mean, you could even make the argument, you know, for the majority of season three. So yeah. I hope it's a step in the right direction and keep that energy all season, you know? Yeah, please yep. do. I'll be, I'll continue to watch. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so now that we talked about uh, the CW Flash, we'll move on to our other Flash of the week. Flash number 56 came out this week and uh, we all love comics here. Ain't that right, Eunice? Wait, we're 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 talking about comics yeah it's a comic book podcast yeah damn i don't you see i don't i don't actually read comics that's the thing that's a that's a rumor about you i heard that so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's confirming the rumor (laughs) guys don't worry 
Uh, I, I yeah, I, I read the most recent issue. It was it was it was all it was all right. <laughs> it, it, it had its moments. So uh, Flash number fifty six, uh, Sage Force, which is interesting, but at the same time, it's like okay, Sage Force, as we know, according to Joshua Williamson, connects to Garage, so it's all about the mind powers, which is interesting. I like that aspect of it. Um, for some reason, it's in Heat Wave uh, for plot. <laughs> um, Strength Force connected to Trickster. Heat Wave is connected with Sage Force. So, and uh, Still Force was connected with the Turtle. So, a lot of Flash Rogues have been getting with these forces. I wonder when more forces come, which Rogues will be affected next. But anyway, um, so he's kind of like unconscious, but like in his mind, he's like everything's burnt to a crisp except for one house, which is the house that he grew up in. Uh, we see a little bit of Heat Wave's backstory, which was actually really good. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the issue, seeing Heat Wave's backstory, because it is interesting. It's like, yeah, he was a kid obsessed with fire, and because of that, he ended up burning his childhood house down with his family inside at the time. He had, like, a brother and his parents, and they died in the fire, but he lived. And he got horribly scarred, and he's like, I wonder if I would have looked like my father, because he was so badly scarred. That was actually a really good scene. That got me right there. Yeah, that that was deep. That was, you know, we're not used to that kind of deep writing, but uh, that, that was good. And then, um, so Barry is in there as well, along with T- Detective Burns, conveniently named. Uh, we're probably wondering, why is Detective Burns there? Because, like, you know, if the Flash, all right, sure, he makes sense. But why is Detective Burns there? Well, we find out that Detective Burns, uh, her parents died in a chemical fire accident. Uh, her parents worked for the crime boss Falcone in Gotham. And uh, they bur- they died in their lab with fire. So that makes sense that uh, Heat Wave is connecting them through their minds. So that, that was another dope moment. Like, I was like, all right, I, I like that. Yeah, good moment. Yeah, now let's get to the uh, the bad moment. Detective Burns, uh, <laughs> there was like a huge fire coming, and um, the Flash picks her up and runs away to get away from the fire. And they stop, and she's like, "Next time, ask before you pick me up." And like, I was just like, "Ah, oh, what?" I tossed that comic to the side, and I was like, "Well, not today." <laughs> My bad for saving your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you ungrateful woman. Oh my god, I, I was just like, what the hell is that line? Like, and then like the next page, Barry's like, I have an idea. Uh, do, do, do you mind if I carry you? That was so cringy. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> She's like, and she didn't even say anything. She just sighed, and then the next panel shows him running off with her. So, <laughs> it's like, why are you so that salty? Kind of fun. <laughs> Funny. Oh, it, it was like, it was just like, like, I literally had to read that, like, three times, and I was like, did, did she actually just say that? Like, I'm sorry I saved your life? That's like a season four Iris line. <laughs> I, I could see Iris saying oh. that. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was just like, it, it was just like, it, it came out of nowhere, because, like, Joshua Williamson has had dialogue problems in the past. We can't lie. You know, that's definitely been a plague of his. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was, like, a next level, like, what the... <laughs> and then, like, oh, man, it's just, it really came out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting that. It was so I, That was the last random. thing I'd expect to see in this comic book, too. Yeah, yeah like, it was, and it, like, it happened oh. during an explosion. Barry couldn't be like, okay, uh, there's, a, there's an explosion happening. Do you mind if I just uh, pick you up and scoot you on away from the <laughs> burning embers that's about to melt your face off? And she'd be like, <sighs> like, ah, fine, like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even see like any way in, in which this line could have worked. I mean, like, honestly, I, I don't see any way the line could have worked. Like, it, it could have been cut all together and it would have been fine. 
bad, but anyway, yeah. moving on from Detective Burns. Um, so they end up making their way to Heatwave's childhood home, and that's where they see Heatwave. And Barry's kind of talking to Heatwave, and you know he's trying to keep things cool. No pun intended. And um, <laughs> Heatwave kind of gets like the giant blue construct of the Sage Force, and he's like pretty angry. And um, it was it was really cool to see Scott Collins' art, and I thought the colors were really uh, done well, like because everything's burnt to a crisp in the background, so it's all like you know gray, ashy, and then uh, the house is obviously regular colored, and then just the like the red and the red of the flash and the blue of the Sage Force really stood out to me. Yeah, the, the art Scott Collins' art is still by far so like one of my favorite artists in Flash comic books because it just reminds me so much of uh one of my favorite arcs and i'm pretty sure it's yours too jd uh blitz so every time i see (laughs) every single time i see scott collins drawing the flash even if it's barry just gives me wally for sure for sure Blitz is like everyone's favorite like it's like a flash bible people just like worship (laughs) this book i remember last season when they showed iris as a speedster you (laughs) turned off your tv and you brung out blitz and started dying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was that was a great video i was like trying to time that out the whole time like i took a video earlier when she started running and i messed it up and i turned off the tv too quick and i was like damn it so i was like all right let me retake it and i did it like right as it went to commercial i was like boop and i was like that's enough of that tap on uh blitz and i was like hello old reliable oh that's <laughs> one of my favorite videos i've ever made it, it was uh it was quite something i blitz is the holy bible of flash comics i mean Definitely. Honestly, it's just the perfect arc, the perfect villain, it's the perfect everything. And Scott Collins' art is always pretty for me. I know some people have problems with his art, like the way he draws faces, but honestly, I love it. And I think he draws the definitive, like, Zoom, Grodd, and really any of the rogues. Like, yeah, he's not like Jason Fabok or anything like that, but, like, his art's very iconic, and it's very comic book-looking, so... To be well, honest, I think it's, like, iconic because it's Flash. Like, if he drew, like, a Justice League book or, like, I don't know, like, a Superman book, I feel like I wouldn't like it as much. Oh, but, like, his I feel Batman like is awful. Flash. His Batman is terrible. Oh, that was bad. I remember that from uh, Flash number 51, I think, when he drew Bar- uh, Barry and Bruce. Then, oh, my God, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like Night Owl. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's just bad. I don't, uh, I don't even remember how he drew Batman. It, it, it was, it, like, the way he drew the mask, like, it doesn't look like any bat suit. Like, it, it looked like, um... Kind of like a mix of like Night Owl from Watchmen and Owl Man from from what? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's quite, that's quite an interesting, Bruce. But yeah, so uh, anyway, the colors are really well done, and colors to me can make or break a book. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was during the Perfect Storm arc or the end of the Perfect Storm arc. They were doing coloring really weird, and Wally's. Oh, I don't know why they uh, did that. That was, that was weird. So it, it's nice to see colors doing well, you know, in this issue. And especially when everything's all ashy and gray and you only have a few moments of color, it, it really makes it stand out. So well done on the colors and well done on the art. The writing, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> nah, I won't hate on it, I won't hate hey, on it too much. I, 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 didn't, I didn't hate the writing. I, there were moments I disliked, obviously, like the Detective Burns stuff, but there were moments that were really deep, like, you know, Mm-hmm. the whole fire connection and you know the inside heat waves mind but anyway uh commander cold is able to grab uh barry yeah. and detective burns and uh heat waves bodies before like everything was going to shit at iron heights and um he was able to bring it back to his apartment and iris comes by and she's like let me in cold let me in cold and then he lets her in and then uh she sees them like all unconscious on the ground <laughs> and yeah then he- He's like, yeah, Alan gave me the apartment, so I thought I'd make my own customizations. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right on. May as well. And, uh, Commander Cold has been a treat these last couple of issues. 
For sure. He's been one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Even in some issues, he's been written better than Barry, which is like such a sad thing to say <laughs> in the flashbook. The ending of this book was the best part with just that reveal with Commander Cold and Barry and Burns and Heatwave laying there. That was mm-hmm. the best part. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as for a rating of this issue, um, I'm going to give it a 7 because there were things I liked, but then there were just a lot of things I disliked. But uh, I'll, I'll give it a solid 7. It, it It's did its purpose that's a good rating i give a 7.5 i guess i like okay. it better than you because i'm uh, changing my name to flash comic book <laughs> flash or no com- comic book hunter flash comic like book it. flash history of the flash history of the flash 2 no no you could be two. the sequel you could be two it's okay you, I'll be, you have two I'll you could be, be venom see the movie history <laughs> of the flash see the movie yeah see the movie <laughs> They're the great, uh, but yeah, this was this was a pretty solid issue. Eunice, what'd you think of it? Uh I, I think I'd give it the same. Uh, yeah, probably in the same vicinity as you guys. The seven, seven point five. Uh, like JD said, there were some things I liked, and there were a lot of things that I just didn't like that fell flat. Yep, I think the Sage Force is becoming more interesting, and I I think I already like the Sage Force better than I like the Strength Force, which I wasn't expecting. But like, I feel like it's more practical and. I mean, if it wasn't Heatwave, I mean, like, Heatwave's mind is interesting, so I'll give it that. But, like, I wonder who else it could have connected to. Like, that would have been better. I can't think of a rogue right now that I would have connected it to. The Thinker would probably be the most interesting, but obviously he hasn't been in Flash comics in years. So, but, yeah, solid solid issue. So, Williamson said the the Sage Force, no, yeah, the Sage Force was connected to Grodd, correct? Yep. So, the Strength Force, is is there anyone specific that's connected to so right now, other than Trickster or something? Uh, it connects back to Jedi West, Wally's son. Which, yes. Uh, oh, thank which, God. That, that, that was why I started to like the Strength Force, because before that I was like, yeah. eh. But like, I was like, oh, okay. It, that was that was like the highlight of the episode for me, the uh, interview with Williamson. I was like, uh, does it connect back to Jedi West or could it? And he's like, ha, you got it. You're the first person to tell me that's not a writer. I was like, ah, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, I remember you telling me that. I was like, oh, that's the only explanation that I'll probably dig like that. Yeah, because it's yeah. actual good explanation. Yeah, so I was I was definitely happy to see that, and I, that gives me confidence that Jai West will return one day. I mean, I think his dad needs to be alive for that, <laughs> but uh, but I, I think Jai West will come back one day, and obviously Wally will come back from dead one day. But uh, I think that's actually a good segue to start talking about. Yeah, he's been dying too much. But uh, anyway, I think that's a good segue for us to move on to our other Flash comic discussion. Uh, at New York Comic Con, uh, Flash Year One, uh, which will be Barry's kind of origin and like his teenage years and his reaction to his mother's death uh, will be coming out in 2019 along with flash annual number two, which will feature Godspeed and Bart Allen and Godspeed. I, I knew you, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, villain. It'll, it'll, it'll feature Godspeed. It'll feature uh, Bart Allen. And I believe they'll be reacting to Wally's death, similar to how green arrow 45 reacted to Roy's death. So um, I'm about to cry, but um, it, it looked the cover of flash annual two, Might I say, I mean, obviously they referenced blitz. Scott Collins is drawing it and he drew it exactly like the cover of, wow. I feel like a fake flash fan. I want to say what number 199 or 200, but it, it, it looks exactly like it with, uh, instead of Wally and Hunter, though, it's Barry in August. Um, and then we see, like, a statue of Wally in the background with Bart, like, kind of perching uh-huh. on top of it. And, yeah, Godspeed looks like he might be going back to a villain, which kind of is like, eh. But the rest of the cover I like. Yeah. Mm. Like, the cover looked really good. I just love how Wally's monument was right there. It was just really dope. Which yeah. means Wally might come back, maybe? <laughs> 
I mean, you never I know. know. Nah, I, have, I have this theory that Wally will yeah, come back like, like how Bart came back in Final Crisis. Uh, so in Final Crisis, when because uh, Bart died like a year before that in his Flash run. But in Final mm-hmm. Crisis, it's like a side story. It's called uh, Final Crisis Legion of Three Worlds or something like that. And it's pretty good. Uh, XS brings Bart Allen back to life using like the Speed Force. And I feel like something like Bart Allen's going to do the same thing to bring Wally back, maybe. A boy could dream, but like, I mean, it, it would be nice. Th- this is kind of off topic in a way, but the latest Red Hood issue, uh, Red Hood finds out that Arsenal died with yep, Wally, good. and he starts saying like, "Oh, it's it's okay because he will come back because that's what people do when you put on a mask and you die, you will come back." Like I guarantee <laughs> that everyone yeah, who died. He, he referenced will come himself. Back. He referenced Damien. He referenced Bruce's death. Like he's like, you know, it, it's part of the business. So but like, <laughs> I feel like he's back. just. And he kinda... was like very confident Roy was coming back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like dude he's, his neck was bleeding like he's dead but i feel like that kind of gives people hope for wally as well it gave me hope at least that wally will return i feel like he will return by the end of heroes in crisis too i hope really i don't think he's gonna return by the end of heroes in crisis but i think that he will be back within one year even though i feel like see here's my thing with wally's death because i'm conflicted because obviously wally's my favorite superhero but like i want him to not come back in a sense because they made his death meaningless at this point right when he died in heroes in crisis number one i think everyone's immediate reaction was like i mean other than like yelling at dc was like oh he'll be back in like you know a few months and like you've given his death no meaning and this is like superhero comic book deaths in general of course but like ah, i feel like he needs to stay dead to make his death you know worthwhile which is hard for me to say but okay i hate you too i think wally will come back i want him to come back no, I think he's. I think he's definitely coming back. I, like they, 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 they had a funeral for Roy, correct? In Green Arrow already. Yeah, they yep, did. Yep, Green Arrow number forty-five. Okay, so we didn't have like. Did they even mention Wally in this previous issue for Flash? No, Barry doesn't even know. I'm assuming he's going to find yeah. out in Flash Annual number two, and that also brings the question of why doesn't he know? Because in Heroes yeah. in Crisis number one, right, the Trinity's like rushing over there, but like, couldn't Barry have gotten there faster than all of them? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't but, know if Barry. I mean, knew I didn't like how him. Superman oh, was yeah. like. Just, when <laughs> Superman found out how how when you saw Roy and Wally just on the floor, I just loved his reaction because you know oh, that, that it messed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where he's just like, uh, Roy and Wolf, Wolf, Arsenal and Flash are confirmed. Yeah, that that hit deep. Mm-hmm. Even though I even though I was so mad and I was like uh, I was like I want to crumple this comic but I was like I can't I got to keep it in good condition uh, <laughs> it's gonna be worth a lot. What are your theories on that actually for Wally and Roy? Yeah, I just I don't know I'm 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 interested to see what Flash Annual number two is gonna be because if it's like a funeral like how Green Arrow number forty five was I'm I'm I might cry. Oh, and William Williamson confirmed in an interview that Iris, because you remember in Flash number fifty one, Iris was like, uh, you know, if anything happens to him, I'll be, you know, coming yeah. to you directly to the Trinity. Uh, Williamson confirmed she will be, you know, talking to Batman about that. So, uh, Iris West versus Batman. Who are you betting your money on? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Iris, since she's actually the Flash. So I think that would actually. I'm not joking. Batman got this in the back. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I, I want to see an emotional Iris West, and like if Barry gives a eulogy, or if Iris gives a eulogy, or if Bart shows up during the funeral. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Like it's gonna be so sad. But the annual, though, the annual might actually be a funeral issue, just because of Wally's monuments behind them. But also, uh, Godspeed knows Wally as well for that brief time he had in a Perfect Storm. 
Godspeed so, was kind of a dick to Wally, though. Like, when he found him, he was like, oh, what kind of rookie are you? And he was like, rookie? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> when you said rookie, I was like, slow your roll, man. Yeah, I was like, August, you're the rookie. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to Godspeed's return. And that's coming for someone who hates Godspeed. Like, I hated Godspeed at first, but now I kind of, I kind of like him. He's, I lo- like, he called Wally rookie and everyone's like, what the heck? But I thought that, that worked well for August's character. Like he, he's I, he's your I think cocky for, asshole. For me, Godspeed is like he's got to be an outlaw or like a antihero to work because I don't know as a villain. Like I, I felt like the entire Lightning Strikes Twice, and some people defend it. I'm not really sure how, but like in Lightning Strikes Twice, I just feel like he's such like a boring generic villain. Like oh, I could be in two places at once, or oh, I killed a bunch of speedsters. He actually felt like Zoom in season two of The Flash. <laughs> he did. But, like, I don't know, it would be, you know, when in, uh, what was that, or Perfect Storm, uh, he was, like, more interesting than Barry, some issues. So, like, I think he has potential to be an outlaw, but, I mean, from that cover, it looks like he's coming back to his villain roots. But we'll see. I mean, we don't even know who like to, the well, blue text person. Red Hood's not a villain, but he, he fought Batman recently, so... That is true. That is true. Okay. Uh, I have a question for Eunice here, because uh, a lot of people want Godspeed on CW show. What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, shit. You see, I don't think he he should be in the show uh, at least yet, because there's barely any writing to for him in the comics to be used onto the show that we haven't seen already with another character. Like you said, he's basically Zoom 2.0. So I don't know if they should, and if they were to bring him in. I guess I want them to introduce August first, like as just a normal, like make him like the Julian Albert in season three. Like, I, I was just about to say, I feel like they kind of used his like August plot with Julian, and then they used the Godspeed part yeah. of Zoom. So if they yeah. did Godspeed, I feel like they'd have to do it different. Which, mm. I mean, maybe it could be better, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see it happening. I think the only reason why he was good is because of his suit. And I say, I swear, if he had like an ugly ass suit that was purple and green or some shit like that, nobody would like him at all. Yeah, if he didn't have the badass name of Godspeed and he wasn't like you know the yeah. awesome suit, I feel like yeah, nobody would really dig him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then for Flash Year One, uh, so that got announced. Um, something that I talked to because you know we always discuss the episode before we record, and something that I was talking to Eunice and Hunter about is uh, in Wally's run, the 1987 volume two. Uh, the first 50 issues or so are not that great; they're very average. Some of them are below average. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Mark Wade took over at around like issue 60. Oh, I feel like another fake Flash fan. I want to say 61, but maybe 63. Uh, and his first story was Born to Run, which is basically Wally West Year One, which is uh, perfect. I mean, it's really a great story. Um, now the Flash is going to be doing their year one, and it's around the number sixty issue mark or so. And I mean, that's when Wally's run got great. So maybe Barry's run will be getting great. I mean, maybe a boy could dream. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I mean, Williams is writing it too. Howard Porter's doing art, which is always great. But I feel like Williams has gotten used to Barry now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, he is getting better. Like you could tell, the stories are getting better. I mean, l- compare Lightning Strike twice and uh, uh, Shade Arc versus like the Perfect Storm and like Flash War. You know, he's definitely improved. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So but, I'm looking forward to it. Like Batman Year One's amazing. Wonder Woman Year One is super underrated, but it's amazing. So I'm looking. I'm really looking. Green forward a- to Green Arrow Year One. I don't know if you ever read that, but that's a good one. Yeah, 
I heard of Green Arrow Year One. So I've been meaning to read that. I heard it was if, really if, good. if you like CW Arrow Season One, you'll like Green Arrow Year One because they're actually very similar. That's yeah. the only time that I felt like Arrow was like comic accurate. Mm-hmm. Ah. But Eunice doesn't read comics, so he probably he can't read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's illegal for him to read it. So, <laughs> according to the comment sections, it is. But uh, Flash Year <laughs> One has potential to be very interesting. I mean, I don't want like teenage Barry. I'd rather like young twenties Barry. And I'd like to see, like, because August uh, Hart Godspeed was supposed to, supposedly like his first friend, like on the uh, you know CCPD uh, CSI force. So if we saw like an early August and Barry relationship, that could be very interesting. And yeah. I'm pretty sure in Lightning Strikes Twice, August said he was there the night that Barry got struck by lightning. So maybe we'll get some August appearances. And then I mean, I always hope for some like Kid Flash Wally appearances. Oh yeah, Wally will be in it. I don't think he'll be Kid Flash, but. I'm miss maybe that could be like a good last page, but he he could be nephew Wally visiting Barry in Central City. Yeah, and just like cool. having like a Flash fan club from his school and stuff because he had a Flash <laughs> fan club. So it would actually be this interesting if August like August pre Godspeed called Wally like pre Kid Flash called him rookie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would make sense. That would make sense. They, they should just put me on the flash. They should just put me on the flash book. I'm wasting all my ideas here on the podcast. <laughs> Stop revealing them. Save them. I know. I'm about how. I mean, if I pitch with Dan Didio though, and I start with like, "Oh, I love Wally West," he's like, "Get out. <laughs> Get out of here. Legacy. Get out of here." <laughs> but you know, Flash Year One has potential to be good. Howard Porter art is always a treat. He drew, you know, Rogue. War. He drew Flash War. He drew a lot of great arcs. The button, half of the button. I, I, heard, I heard. I heard a story about something happened with his hand, and he forgot how to draw, and he learned how to draw again. It's it's an amazing know. story. Oh, so, so it's true. Yeah. So he. Uh, so I, I. I've actually like uh, seen interviews with him about this. I'd actually love to interview him about this. But uh, so he drew in the early two thousands and the late nineties. He drew like uh, Grant Morrison's Justice League run. He drew the Jeff Johns Flash run. And uh, he got a really bad hand injury. Uh, it was like something with glass. He got like a, a huge, huge gash across his hand, his drawing hand, and he couldn't draw anymore. He had like bad like scar tissue and stuff. Like he literally couldn't draw. So uh, he stopped drawing, and he actually became a bus driver, like uh, for uh, high school. He wow. was happy with his life, you know. And like none of the kids even knew who he was. Like they didn't know. Like oh my god, you're Howard. Yeah. Po- I mean, not that they would really know the comic artist, but like um, he was just like living a normal life. And then like he started to try to draw again, to try to teach himself again. And he was able to like get back his styles. You could tell it's different, but like I, in yeah. ways, I feel like it's actually improved. And um, he was able to start drawing again. And then he came back with like little books. There, uh, he worked on Scooby Doo Apocalypse. And then uh, he made his way back to the Flash, so it's actually a, re- a really, like, really awesome story. I'd love to hear Howard tell it, to be honest. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to reteach yourself, like, you know, to be a professional comic book artist. I mean, that's that's pretty miraculous. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. Yeah, that is cool. Well, that, those those are our Flash See, comic discussions for this uh, week. Well, the the episode is not over yet because uh, for <laughs> those of you who were just on your Instagram on a late Thursday night, checked a World of Flash story, and we're like, oh, you, we can ask questions. You could do that. So uh, we'll be answering those questions in a sec here, a few of them. Uh, I'm sure Eunice could get them up really quick. But before that, uh, just quick little story time with Eunice. <laughs> so uh, just since we have you as a guest, uh, how about you just tell us your story of how you got on Instagram, like your old account, I know it was deleted eventually, and then he came back. But how did you very first start your Flash account? 
Oh, so like from my original Flash account, like yeah, back yeah. in. Oh, so. Well, back in 2016, I was starting out as the very, very cliche graphic design, uh, comic book type artist. I, I don't know. I loved Boss Logic way back then. I still do, and it's crazy that I, I still like. I'm, I can call him a friend, and uh, yeah. So I tried to be an art account. I follow a lot of accounts, and one of them included World underscore of underscore the underscore Flash underscore. And that dude was giving away his account at like 1,500. No, 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 my bad. 27 or 2,800 uh, followers. And he, he gave it to the person that knew the most knowledge about The Flash. He asked questions about some comics and questions about like the old, old animated series with The Flash that had like the turtle as the villain and whatnot. So he asked questions. And then after that, I was able to answer the, the questions correctly. And he gave him. And he was a really dope guy. I still can never get in contact with him because that dude really ch- changed my life for like it's just crazy. But yeah. I did it, and Flash season two was like really really good back then. So it was just all the rage. Flash was literally killing it everywhere. So my Instagram account shot up to ten thousand followers in about maybe I'd say two three months. Wow. So. <laughs> That, that that's crazy. My my first six months, I had fifty six followers. Oh, yeah, JD man. sucked. I had the <laughs> slow. I had the slowest start. I mean, now I'm at fifty k, so like everything worked out in the end. But oh man, I had the slowest start. It was tough. <laughs> so, I, I didn't realize you started during Flash season two. I didn't realize. You, yeah. I thought you were on longer than that. I, well, I knew my, that... my official date was April thirtieth, twenty sixteen. Okay. Okay. Did you always yeah. like reveal your? face like right away or were you trying to hide yourself <laughs> i revealed it at 10k i had my friend spider monkey uh made some, make some art that was very cringy it was me in a flash suit and that <laughs> was my face and it was just the cringiest thing i could have ever done that's awesome and, <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah and everything happened after that i was able to bring it up to 291,115 followers and after that, <laughs> copyright hit me right in the ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deleted. Yep. You never returned. Or so you said. <laughs> Scared every Flash fan in the world. But then you yeah. started a new account. I mean, there was like everybody's posting like bring back Eunice and uh, you made the effort to, you know, try to get your account back, but yeah. it didn't work. But I mean, mm-hmm. then you decided to start the account. What made you want to start the account again? Was it the follower, like, uh, you know, everybody inspiring you? Because I mean, there was a lot of campaigning to get you back, you know? Yeah, I mean, I checked the hashtag. I didn't believe it. There was like 900-something posts for the hashtag Bring Back World of Flash. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And so I was like, yeah, I, I just can't leave. Followers isn't everything. As long as the people that actually want me back are following me, that's all that counts. And people are like, I do this for the likes. I do this for all this, this, and that. And if that were the case, I would have stopped after my account got deleted. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, then, everything yeah. works out in the end. <laughs> Yeah, you now still, you're back up at 100k. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Do you still talk yeah. to the guy that originally gave you the account? I couldn't get I, if if I got in contact with him, I think I would have been able to get my get my old account back cuz they were asking for the original email that that account was hooked oh. up with and I never Ooh. found. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, but he disappeared. He disappeared. Like I checked tried to look for his account and everything was just gone. He deleted his in, like personal Instagram as well. It was crazy. 
He really went off into the mountains and just lived in a cave. <laughs> yeah, he disappeared. That's mysterious. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of how I found your account because I found you. I mean, you were, I felt like you were pretty big when I found you. I was like always checking flash hashtags because actually I was actually checking to see if my posts were showing up. But um, you know, I would look through some of the posts and I would like I think I you were like world underscore of flash underscore whatever. And um, I think one day I was like, all right, looking through the stuff it was like pretty good content. I was like, all right, whatever, I'll follow. And then like. I don't. I never like talked to you because you know you were like a big account. And I was like little account. But then I don't know. One one day you had followed me back after I made. I think we were in a group chat together or something. And then I made like some meme. You liked it and then you followed me. I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And then like we started to DM a lot. Like you'd reply to my story. I'd reply to your story. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I actually do remember one of the first encounters. Uh, there was I don't know this. There was. I don't know. There was a hater on my account. He was like, "You're not a comic book Flash account. Change your name to CW Flash instead of The Flash." I was like, "Oh, okay. You should." And then I was like, "All right, my bad. I'll start posting more content." He's like, "Yeah, try to be like History of the Flash." And I was like, "Oh, all right." So I check your account, and then I liked some of your content. And then after that, that's when I followed you. So oh. thank that hater for introducing me to your account. <laughs> got, got, I don't even know who it is, but gotta give, gotta tip my cap to them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is either. In all honesty. I, I mean, think, yeah, I, I think I might that. know who it is. <laughs> it, 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 it comes with the territory haters. I mean, I, you know, I did a live stream the other day and literally like the first three questions are, are you gay? And I was like, wow, that, that escalated very quickly. <laughs> are you? <laughs> no, wow. no. I, I don't I was just wearing like a tank top. I don't know what was going on. Like, I feel like I, I'm wearing a tank top right now as we're recording. I don't know what was going on. But I was getting like multiple questions like that. I was like, geez, am I giving off some kind of vibe here? <laughs> vibe? I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, you get, I mean, you know it better than anyone, I'm sure, you know, I mean, you and like blurred vision comment sections or I'm sure DMs as well, you know, they can get a little rough sometimes. Yeah. And yeah especially def- blurred visions. You just definitely got a, yeah, blurred vision gets a lot of hate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't love all of his content, you know, we've, you know, teased him on time oh, to time yeah. on the podcast, but I mean, you know, I don't hate him as a person, you know, I, I respect his game. Yeah. I respect he knows how to play Instagram, you know. You know, even though I don't love the yellow impact font, it gets likes. So, <laughs> I got to tip my cap to that. And obviously, the work he does on YouTube with the Power Ranger stuff is very impressive. And actually, he helped us a lot starting this podcast. I asked him a lot of questions, and he had a lot of answers for me. So, tip my cap to Blurred Vision, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Eunice, you want to look at the questions you got for us? Right. Yeah, I have the questions ready to go. Okay, so. One of the first questions. I'm trying to look at a question that's not cliche. Yeah, and read their <laughs> username too, because people. people All right, I got that. you. <laughs> hmm. Okay, this one is from. Wow, what an interesting name, Trash White Kid. And nice. The question is, uh, and this is kind of cliche, but I already started. Favorite comic arc, and why? Also, why do you prefer a specific writer? Okay. Um. My favorite arc is Flash Blitz. Uh, my favorite writer, I'm always tossed up between Mark Wade and Jeff Johns because they both done right and they both done wrong. But for their Flash run, I think I'll go Mark Wade in like the slightest little like advantage. It's like 51-49, honestly. But I think I prefer certain writers because like they just have a way with characters. Like Mark Wade's Flash, I mean, like he revolutionized the character. He introduced like the Speed Force. He reintroduced Max Mercury. He introduced Bart Allen. You know, he, he introduced all these characters and what makes the Flash great today and really for like the entire 90s and 2000s. So, you know, just very impressed with that. And, you know, you get used to like a certain writer, like their type of dialogue, the way they tell a story. So I, I think that's why I like for a certain writer like that. Uh, 
for me, I'll go. My favorite arc is Dark Side War, which was like the finale of New Fifty Two. I think it's perfect. Uh, writer, I'll go with um, yeah, I'll go with Jeff Johns. I mean, he rarely does wrong. He wrote Dark Side War, and uh, yeah, I was just about to say, I'm super pumped for his Shazam coming out soon, uh, next yeah. month actually. And, and then obviously Doomsday Clock and all that good stuff. Yeah, he's writing Doomsday yeah, Clock, yeah. which is great, and yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Uh, for yeah. Okay. That's okay. Your turn, Eunice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eunice, who's your favorite arc and writer? Because my answer is literally just like JD's. I mean, it's Blitz. Blitz is definitely my favorite Flash series, and it's either Jeff Johns or Mark Wade, in all honesty. <laughs> There's no wrong answer to that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Uh, okay, this is from Omar underscore 112801. Favorite Arkham game if you played them? Okay, um, my answer is Arkham City. I know, like, I'm always tossed up because I, I really love all four games. Even Arkham Origins, like, which I know doesn't get so much love. I love that game. I love Asylum, I love City, I love Knight. Even though Knight gets annoying, annoying with the tank battle, it's my number two. But City's my number one. It doesn't have the biggest map, but it has, like, honestly, my favorite video game story of all time. Story, I mean, definitely. like, the, the Joker, like, popping up, or, like, Clayface in the end. Oh, my God. Like, my jaw was, my little 11-year-old jaw was on the floor the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh i would say mine would be arkham knight arkham knight's my favorite it's just i love jason todd and i know the batmobile missions suck a lot like they're really repetitive but the gameplay alone and the fact that you're actually in gotham city is just so cool mm-hmm. yeah i think my i'm torn with not nah, definitely arkham city story-wise but like i think the graphics in arkham knight was like ridiculously like just so cool for sure it was just amazing, and that Jason Todd story was pretty cool, even though I think that was probably everybody's first guess for Arkham Knight, if anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we knew that for months before. And I, like, one of my friends who doesn't read comics was like, oh, it's Joker. I was like, it's oh, no. not Joker. <laughs> it, it's Jason Todd. He's like, who's Jason Todd? I was like, wait for the game. <laughs> I mean, he does have a J under his eye, just like Jared Leto's Joker. You know, never mind. Let me stop talking. <laughs> oh, God. Damn it. Please, please stop. <laughs> Look, we're gonna James Gunn of all people. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> damn, that's really happening. I can't believe it. All right, uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, okay, this one from Baby and Puppy. What's the number one thing you're looking forward to in the Flash's 100th episode? Um, for me, it's seeing all the speedsters together. Uh, one of the things that makes the Flash in comics the best is when we see all the speedsters together. Uh, Rebirth 09, even though I have my problems with the story, I mean, the splash page, uh, Ethan Van Skipper art, of course, helps anything. Yeah. But, like, the splash, splash page with Barry, Wally, Bart, Max, Irie, Jesse, everybody there. I mean, it's just awesome. Really, anytime. And there's not that many stories where it's every speedster, mm-hmm. but, like, stuff like Chain Lightning, Terminal Velocity. You know, seeing all the speedsters yeah. together is cool. So I'm interested to see that for the CW. Uh, yeah, what he said, like, right. legacy characters are the best. It'd be mm-hmm. great to have uh, Redhead Wally in the CW and Bart and Max Mercury and so on and so forth. But yeah, it's just the Flash, legacy characters are so good and the Flash really nails them when Dan DiDio isn't around. But, <laughs> but no, like, I was going to say that. Come on, Hunter. <laughs> no. Okay, here, you, you say your answer now. Pretend <laughs> I didn't say anything. Go. Uh, I think the most thing I'm looking forward to is probably just seeing all these characters return because I have a feeling there will be a lot of characters returning this in this in the hundredth episode. I mean, Arrow's hundredth episode was in the crossover, 
but in this like with the flash they're changing it they're gonna make uh the 100th episode episode 8 be its own thing and they're gonna have the crossover be the mid-season finale so i'm glad they're doing that so they don't mix it up with the crossover and they have its own thing and tom cavanaugh is directing it so like you really can't go wrong with that <laughs> definitely definitely yeah he, he directs sometimes flash. the best episodes of every season we gotta have a reverse flash yeah. cameo somehow <laughs> that would be nice all right next question <laughs> Uh, all right, next question. Uh, favorite Bart Allen moment? This is from Killer one zero zero one. Oh, I actually know that account. I talk to that account like pretty regularly. It seems uh, they always pop nice. up in my DMs. Um, <laughs> favorite Bart Allen moment? That's tough because I really love a lot about Bart Allen. Um, I mean, I would say anything from the Impulse title. If you haven't read it, go read it now. Like oh. it's so perfect. I think Eunice, you said you're in the middle of reading it, right? Yeah. It's it's so good. It's it's it has so many moments. The art's a little shaky because it's the '90s, but like the writing is honestly perfect. Um, any moment he has with art. Max, you dig it? It's very '90s. So I guess if you like '90s art, like yeah. you like it. Like the huge boots and everything. I kind of like it. I, the, I don't the, know. Hu- the huge boots, the huge like chins, <laughs> the hair. <laughs> but um, really, any moment from that series with Max Mercury, uh, anything from Young Justice, seeing him, Tim, and Khan, you know all team up is amazing and then um unpopular opinion i love his death in flash the fast man alive number 13 mark Eugenheim isn't the best writer but i think he wrote one hell of a death too bad it got reversed like a year later but it was written really huh. well like the way he like the end of it, it's my name is bart allen and i help people and like that was the end i don't know it just it gets me emotional i would you say his monument hmm. look around <laughs> i would say my favorite moment because i don't want to take one that's too generic so i'm actually gonna say uh the end of flash war when Bart That's Allen came, solid. when Bart Allen just came out of the speed oh, force, yeah, just running, being like iconic. I'm pose, yeah, it, right. That was was that the impulse of one pose. Yep. Yeah, I believe so. It is it's, it's very similar. Yeah, it was pretty. It just got me so hyped, and mm-hmm. I can't remember ever being that excited for Bart besides that moment there. So I'll put it there. Nice. Uh, well, for me, I haven't read a lot of Impulse comics, so I think I'm just gonna go with Young Justice when he came into the when he came into Barry's house. Or was it Jay's house? I don't remember. I believe it was Jay house. Well, Jay's house when they were having the party for Jay. And yeah, it was Jay's came birthday. In out of nowhere, yeah. And he was like, "Hey, hey, uh, Aunt, Aunt Don and everything and whatnot." It was pretty cool. I liked that moment. Oh yeah, and he yeah, like that, looked at Iris's belly. It's like, Ooh. and now he's taking up the mantle. So <laughs> that's. I hope they really do pull a rebirth in Young Justice for Wally. That would be so sick. That would be cool, but I'm not sure that the Speed Force exists in uh, the Young Justice universe. But I mean, they could obviously mm-hmm. make like somebody discover it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Bar Down. I think we all do. All right, Nate. Yeah. Or yeah, next question is we'll do like two more maybe. All right. Jeez, you guys have a lot of cliche okay well this one's pretty cool <laughs> nico underscore hack underscore nightwing or a red hood show um if it's dc universe um i'm going nightwing because um i don't know if you guys have ever seen the youtube uh i think his name's ismahawk or something like that yeah. he had like a five episode fan series oh. of nightwing it is amazing like i honestly love it. it it looks like a real tv show like it's so good so um i'm gonna go with nightwing because i think there's more you could do with nightwing even though i mean i love red hood and all but red hood requires a lot of backstory i don't think dick grayson requires as yeah. much yeah i agree mm-hmm. nightwing for sure I feel like uh, Jason Todd would work better as an antagonist for his origin, or if they have his origin figured out, 
sure, go ahead. But he should appear in something else before. I know he's appearing in Titans. So after Titans, if he dies, comes back, I wouldn't mind a redhead show. But I think I prefer a Nightwing show. It would just... I feel like he's more likable for audiences. People love Red Hood. I have a buddy who has a Red Hood tattoo, but Nightwing is just <laughs> easier to do for a TV series for general audiences. So like, yeah, some people might not know who Jason Todd or Dick Grayson are, and I feel like they'd be easier to follow Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, I, I, I yeah, agree. I, I agree. I think Red Hood deserves like a movie for like Under the Red Hood or, or whatnot. Definitely. I don't think he'd be a good fit for maybe a show. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd just rather have Nightwing for a show than uh, Jason. Red Hood appearing in a Nightwing show would be awesome. But yeah, I don't that'd, think, that'd be good. Oh, I feel like Red yeah. Hood couldn't handle his own show. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know. You're right. Yeah, like uh, what Ismahawk did. How they ended it with Red Hood at as, oh, that was like it was just so sick. I, I think I watched that like my freshman year of high school. Have they even made a second like season of it yet? Or, or do they plan to? Uh, sadly, not. They haven't made a second season, but they just made a. a uh, they do these things where they just have minute matchups with like mm-hmm. Marvel vs. DC, and they. Just oh, I seen that. The Fla- I seen the Flash vs. Quicksilver one actually. Yeah, Flash. Oh, that was so sick. That was uh, awesome. He's a really awesome. good YouTuber. When they were talking about yeah. making the Titans TV show, he was like, "Oh, where do I apply for Nightwing?" <laughs> that would have <laughs> cool to see him cast it. He was really good as Nightwing. He was. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I love. Mm-hmm. All right, they so just maybe, did a, uh, a new one. You guys should definitely watch it. Oh yeah, I love I love his channel. I mean, back in the day, I haven't seen it in years, to be honest. But uh, all right, so maybe one more question, and then we'll uh, kind of wrap up uh, our <laughs> Eunice segment. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect question to end it. This is from my I know these people, Comic Gods. If you were the head of WB or DC, what would you do differently? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my universe starts with Man of Steel, followed by Wonder Woman, followed by the Batman, followed by I'd do maybe a Flash movie, and then I'd do Justice League. Because one thing that made Marvel so great for Avengers is they had a lot of buildup. But I don't need as much buildup as Marvel. So I'd do those four and then do Justice League. And then after that, I'd do Aquaman and then, you know, whatever else you got to fill in. And obviously, I'd make Green Lantern part of the Justice League. Come on now. Um, as for what I'd do with the Justice mm-hmm. League, I think you got to follow the new 52 Justice League. It's honestly like the perfect Justice League story. The origin is great. Uh, I mean, you know, make Jeff Johns work on it. Yeah, um, like, you don't have to wait for Darkseid. Just use Darkseid right away. Like, no point in Definitely. Waiting. And then my great buildup, like how the MCU built up to uh, Infinity War, I'd build up to Crisis on Infinite Earths, and um, then that's where I'd kind of have more legacy characters come in. Because honestly, the DCU could have worked where it was like went on for years and years and years, and you saw different generations of heroes. And that's where I think DC definitely has the advantage over Marvel, their legacy characters. I mean, like, you know, if we had a DCEU that started with, you know, Kyle Rayner, Bruce Wayne, and Barry Allen, and went on to go to, uh, no, I'm sorry, Hal Jordan, not Kyle Rayner, and then it moved on to Kyle Rayner, and then Dick Grayson as Batman, and then Wally West as the Flash. Oh, and it makes me so sad just to know it's not ever going to be real. Yeah. If I were to do you? it, um, I would probably keep it as it is now. I know as well, I would get rid of Suicide Squad, but if I weren't, <laughs> if I were to like start right now, I I would do Flashpoint. I know people don't want Flashpoint right away. Probably you guys don't, but I would do Flashpoint right away. Uh, I would make it more of like an origin story for Eobar Thawne as well. Uh, do kind of like a watered-down Flashpoint in a way, but still really, really good cinematically, but end it 
with the timeline being restored with some differences, such as a new Joker, Jared Leto, bye-bye, uh, <laughs> a younger Batman, say, if like Ben Affleck's just like, oh, I'm, I'm old, I'm, I'm in rehab. I'm Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, yep. we said at the same time, Army <laughs> Hammer is bad. Have Army Hammer. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Just have him like a, a 30s Batman, 30-year-old Batman. Army Hammer's perfect. Um, and even wanted to play Batman once, so perfect there. Or even, exactly. and then you could have Green Lantern in right off the bat. You could have uh, basically anything that's wrong with the DCEU fixed to make it better. Like we had the Phoenix Joker in the DCEU by this, and we don't even know if the Phoenix <laughs> Joker's good or not, but uh, he looks pretty amazing. We just fix then, everything here. You could also fix uh, Lex Luthor, even though I'm actually yes. not. I don't hate Jesse hate him as lex but i think he's an interesting villain but you can make like i don't know brian cranston lex luther oh my god yeah you could totally do that, that you can was make actually Dooms- his original choice it's kind of crazy how he turned them down yeah no I, w- I wish he would have done it i wish they would have persuaded him more we could have a uh, superman as if he never died so yep. then we didn't have to deal with like a death of superman even though and I you could give was- him a man of steel too my god yep man of steel too. have oh, brainiac gosh. come in because after Flashpoint, then I do like what Aquaman's doing. Well, Aquaman, I guess, would have happened by now. Shazam, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I do Man of Steel 2 with Brainiac with uh, people like Batman and Shazam making cameos in it. I do a Batman trilogy with Army Hammer. I would do a Shazam sequel if that's good. Aquaman trilogy, Wonder Woman. Trilogies all around and then no cyber movie. So. I'd probably switch out Jason as Aquaman too. I, I like Jason a lot, but he plays himself in every role. I would like. I mean, obviously he's with Marvel, but if Chris Hemsworth was Aquaman, oh, that would be like the perfect cast. Yeah, and if oh, we got skinny Chris cool. Evans as the Flash, like a uh, before Avengers, Chris Evans oh. would be a great Barry. Oh my god, <laughs> like like Fantastic Four body oh. Chris Evans, Human Torch body, but in a Flash suit. Yeah. It could have oh been, my just god! Like, uh, it, it breaks my heart to know it'll never happen. All right, Eunice, how do you? How would you have worked the DCEU if you were one of others? Chris Evans as Barry, the end. <laughs> <laughs> he would be the perfect Barry. He looks just like Barry from Rebirth 09, In all honesty, maybe like a little more blonder hair, but even sounds then, sounds like the end. It's Barry too. Like I don't know who the voice actor was. I forgot, but he sounds like him. He just, ah. All right. Back to the slate. I think my slate would be definitely started off a Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, the Batman, and then I'd probably have a World's Finest movie. And Ooh. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'd bring in a Flash movie right after that. And have maybe I'd I'd want him to mention like his friend Hal, his buddy Hal, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and then after that I'd have a Brave and the Bold, and then I'd bring in Justice League. And, like, Hal and Barry already knew each other in Justice League. They know each other. So them being in the team together, I think that would be a really cool dynamic. That's and like bring in, in yeah, Darkseid. That's in, like, Justice League War where, like, yeah, Hal calls yeah, exactly. Barry. Exactly, Justice League War. It's yeah. like, is that Batman? Exactly. Batman's yeah. real. It's like, he's over there. <laughs> like, that's like one of the best moments. Would you do anything with uh, Aquaman or Cyborg? Uh, well, I think I don't even – I don't think they – need origin stories like origin movies at least before uh justice league like flash or batman or wonder woman do and so yeah yeah yeah, i I think they could have their own solo films after justice league yeah and i feel like and then men right after i feel like aquaman could already be king of atlantis by the time he's introduced like he didn't need to be some outcast that's like (laughs) an alcoholic and my man (laughs) like he could have been the king right off the bat 
Also, I might not have made Cyborg a Justice Leaguer right off the bat. I might have made him have his own team, being the Titans. And then I would have already had Nightwing established as Nightwing, not Robin. I would have probably been on Jason Todd or maybe Tim Drake. Uh, but And also, I would have given Cyborg... Like, I love Ray Fisher, so I would have kept Ray Fisher. But I would have done a different design, just because I felt like he kind of looked odd. I know different the CGI design, stuff, but like... Amora, booyah. Booyah! Yeah, I need Mr. Meatball Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> more, more that less. Uh, uh, yeah, but like less mm-hmm. monster. Go, go on. Like, like you know how he's just like, I'm a monster now. It's like you're not a man. You're not a monster, Victor. It's like it's weird how you thought it was me. Like, oh, okay, depressed guy. Like, yeah, yeah. The great thing about Teen Titans animated series Cyborg is like he was like the happy, you know, good guy, but he was also had like his deep emotional moments. So that's how they should have done that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. I think. I think. Because they really shoved it down our throats with Barry in Justice League. I think they just didn't want Cyborg to be like that. But I don't know. They changed a lot of stuff in that movie. So what do we know? I wouldn't have made Flash like the comical guy either. I mean, Barry has his moments of comedy. But oh, not like, like I don't I don't need, uh, what was it, brunch? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh, terrible. <laughs> Eunice had one of the brunch. best memes for that where it was uh, the Ellen DeGeneres with like, the tissue laughing. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes you've ever made, where it's like uh, Joss Whedon when he hears brunch. Oh my god, I die at that meme every time. I think I actually have that saved on my Instagram, to be honest. <laughs> that probably triggers some Ezra fans, which is great, in my opinion. Definitely. <laughs> it's hilarious. I might have made Andrew Garfield Nightwing. I know he's kind of close to Army Hammer Ooh, in age, but like, I love Andrew good. Garfield, and he's passionate about a role. I love it. That, and actually, it's made... I love it. If you made Andrew Garfield Nightwing, you could have made Emma Stone Batgirl, and then like you know they already have some such such great chemistry. That would be uh, so good. If the Amazing Spider-Man movies didn't exist. I feel like it would be possible, but they exist. So exist. They <laughs> unfortunately exist. I, I, no, love I, them. I like. I actually. I like, I like parts of the Amazing Spider-Man. I like. I like the Amazing Spider-Man one. I like the suits, obviously, and I like Andrew. But. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's our last question. Better right? than- yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of the perfect way to end it, I think. Um, so thank you, uh, Eunice, for coming on. Uh, you know, you recorded with us for over an hour. Uh, it was fun to review Flash with you, and uh, you're welcome back anytime you ever want to be on the podcast. Yeah, every time yeah, something big. Thanks, yeah, every time something big Flash happens, like we'll shoot you a message, or you can shoot us a message, being like, "Can I record with you guys this week?" And we <laughs> could probably be like, "For sure," unless uh, we got someone else in. So thank you for joining <laughs> us. Sure. Thank you. For- and for those listening, thank you for listening to our World of Flash episode, Flash-themed episode. This is, I guess, our first themed episode where we focused on a character entirely. But yeah. let us know if you guys want more of that. Maybe we'll do a Batman one one day or Superman or Captain America or something. But yeah, thanks yeah. for tuning in. And uh, thanks for being a hero. That's, that's my line, but okay. <laughs> I, I took your line. It's Bye, guys. Line Bye. <laughs> Do not take this out of the podcast. Leave that. <laughs> yeah, no editing. <laughs> Edit.